Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Open your, your hearts, loosen, loosen your, your butts. butts. It's, it's time, time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we're doing a little something different today. Hello. Hello, yes, folks. But first, before we even get into any of that, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. The, uh, what a minor holiday. <laughs> but I feel like it's, it's funny you say it's minor, and yet I think of it as, like, major in terms of the attention it gets. Of course, it's in the shadow of Christmas, but it's like, you don't see Sukkot merch. You don't see really like Passover stuff. No. It seems like Hanukkah gets, you know, Because it's next to the biggest Gentile holiday of the year. That's it. And and Hanukkah said, I'm going to step up. I've said this before. Hanukkah says about me, I know. This is is like you taking an Instagram picture with The Rock. (laughs) You get like what? Like 80,000 likes on that thing? Right. They're not liking it. And then what the picture of you like eating a wheel of cheese at <laughs> at uh, at TGI Fridays? I don't know, whatever. Right at the Cheesecake Factory. 
Uh, <laughs> wheel of cheese. Who, who I looks at? No idea what you're saying. Like the whole thing. Because it was anyway. Like wheel of cheese at TGI Friday. Just listen. Just listen for a second. Okay. <laughs> There's you eat, eating your pasta fazool at Cheesecake Factory, and that gets like a hundred likes. Okay. Why did the other one? Why did the picture of you and the Rock get all those likes? Because, because the it's rock. the Rock. Right. Why does Han- why does Hanukkah a very minor holiday? Why does that why is that elevated? Because it's next to but Christmas. But you say it's minor, and yeah, when you were a kid, you get eight days of presents because of and Christmas. Minor about eight days of presents because why didn't Hanukkah just say we gonna do presents on one of the nights? There was but Hanukkah said we gonna do like we gonna do eight nights. That was added in later, right? Because it was about it was about the candlelight. It was about the oil. So later on, though, when it kind of became commercialized like when was it decided that it would be eight nights of presents that feels major to it was me. to compete with christmas because all the like jewish kids in the like 50s and 60s were like looking like salivating <laughs> seeing under the tree of their friends all these packages and they got what like uh some like shitty chocolate coins <laughs> and like a, a, a badly burnt latka because their parents were working all the time <laughs> you know living in a tenement in, uh, in the lower east side their parents in the garment district just barely trying to hold on to uh, working class life, Naomi. That's why. So happy Hanukkah. <laughs> happy Hanukkah, everyone. <laughs> I wrote, by the way, I have to record it, but I did write a holiday bet. Ba- well, an indie rock banger. I, look, yeah, I have. Banger's a strong word, but it is a strong song. word. It's a song word. Maybe an indie rock bop? I said it's a song word. Yes. Uh, yeah, Bob. I think I would. I, it's definitely a, a good pop song. I have to actually record it. Maybe I'll release it this week. Okay, because be it's special. obviously not relevant any other time of the year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it is a. It's more of like a Hanukkah fight song, or it's more right. of like right, you know right, what? right. I just put all that, uh, all the sentiments that I, I just screamed at you, Naomi. Yeah. I, that, that's all packaged into the song. Okay, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. We love it. We absolutely mm-hmm. love it. But uh, I definitely got a present this morning. Squee did not get out of the house. <laughs> okay, I was like waiting for you. I was trying to figure out. I was going to say, like, part of Andy, Andy's coming through with a lot of intensity right off the bat, and I wanted to say it's because we are frazzled as a household, because Andy, we've gotten, gotten some deliveries, and they were at the back door. People really don't like to ring the bell anymore and let you know they've dropped something off, so we just have to spontaneously walk outside and hope that whatever we've asked for has come. Yeah, our neighbors must think we are very strange, because like every like hour or two, I'm like looking out the back door. I like, get up from like my typing, and I look out the back door, and if they're like... I'm not I mean, I would have to be like an insane narcissist to think they're actually paying attention, but, and I'm on the precipice, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm not totally there yet, but, you know, and we're just looking like making sure there's nothing there. Uh, Yeah, so I went and I got some packages, and so the door, there's like a little antechamber, like we have a little like laundry room type thing, storage mostly at this point, Yeah. but, uh, and that door shuts, uh, started popping open this morning, apparently, Mm. because I go look, and it's, it's popped open, and I go, and I... I go, all right, let me just go account for the animals. Make sure none of them have gotten out. All right, I see Prambly. All right, I see Mabel. Huh. Where's Squee? Where's Squee? Where's Squee? Where's Squee? Uh, it starts off like that. Just yeah, real just gentle, like, huh, huh, huh. All right, let me just, like, look all, where where, where are his usual... His classic yes, spots. Classic just go spots. around, like, walk around the house. It's like, okay, is he in his little hutch that we have positioned right in front of the heater because he wants to lay right in front of the heater? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Is he in? Is he sitting on Andy's desk behind the laptop in the little hutch in there? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Is he under? Is he in his little the little chair next to the bed in the bedroom? No. Mm-mm. Is, is he, he in the drawers? 
under the bed, bed. The under bed drawers. Mm-mm. Does he get in there? Is he under there? No. And we're like, what on earth? Because I'll tell you this about my children. They don't want to go into the outside world. Mm-mm. They're a lot like their mother. You know, I feel like a squee and Prembly won't really just like go outside. Because uh-uh. it's like, they're like, they're like, oh, it smells out there. We don't know what's happening. All manner of predators. So I don't think they would just go outside. But it was also like, I don't see you inside. <laughs> Where did you go? And so we are going all around. And then I'm like, okay, get the flashlight. Let's see if we can look in the nook and crannies. And like, it was like a real. And it I started this, panicking. I was going to say, you got panicky, but I was going to say, you stayed pretty calm. Because once he wasn't in any of the go-to places, it was like, what is happening? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a little like, uh-oh, but you stayed real calm. Me, I did too, but I always stay calm and high pressure because it's like I disassociate. So, like, what was it for you that kept you kind of... Well, I started sweating. I started, I took off my pajama shirt. <laughs> I started like, I had a shirt underneath, folks. I'm not walking around shirtless like some kind of hunk, okay? <laughs> like some kind of hunk, he says. All right, I'm not Aiden. Aiden? From Sex in the City. That's <laughs> Andy's first thought of a hunk, you guys. That's so funny. Carrie should have ended up with him. Carrie should have ended up with him. So anyway, I like I start sweating and I'm because in my mind I'm like, there's no way he went outside. Yeah. The cats don't like going outside. And I, I so like I'm holding on to that. Mm-hmm. Even though we can't find him anywhere. And but then also too, I was like, okay, if he's in like a closet, he would have started whining by now. And here's, I'll tell you, when I got nervous, I brought out the greenies, his little treats, and I started shaking that bag. I shake that bag. I can get animals to come from miles around. All right. Certainly the animals in the house come running. Prembly immediately is like, what? What do you have? And I said, you're not the one I'm looking for right now. And when he didn't respond to those greenies, I said, what? But I said, no, he ain't gone. That's not his personality. He's not a wanderer. You know what we didn't think of? What if he had been raptured? What if he... (laughs) Of all of us was the one who was raptured. Honestly. And obviously, he didn't. We, there's no like collar to leave behind. There's nothing. He would have just been gone. Honestly, that checks out. <laughs> uh, he would be the one. He would be. Uh, actually, no, I think Prembley would no. be. Actually, no. Prembley. is a saint. <laughs> yeah. He squeeze a little jerk. <laughs> yeah, Prembley is an angel. Um, but I was like, he's in this bedroom. Because the bedroom, as soon as we wake up and come out, he comes in. He loves the bedroom. That is his space during the day. And I, you know, I opened, even though Andy said he checked, it's not that I didn't believe him. I needed to see it for myself. So I'm checking. I'm like, no, he up in here. He up in here. But I said, why? He responded to me. And then, you know, I made the bed this morning when I come out, you know, and I, and I put the covers up and I'm like, you know what? I can't even tell. Is there a lump under here? Is there a lump or is it just the down of the comforter? And I said, you know what? No, he up in here. And I literally just pulled the blanket back. And when I tell you this cat meowed at me, like I had just inconvenienced him. He literally looked at me and was like, Mom. and then it was like, he was like disoriented and confused, like, bitch, I'm sleeping. Yeah, that's that's what he was saying. That meow was, bitch, I'm sleeping. <laughs> what just, the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, you didn't hear us calling you? You didn't hear me shaking greenies? And I literally just, when I see him, I scream, I go, Andy. <laughs> I'm like, He's under the, like, of every place we checked. In the final, final hour, we pull back the covers. This cat is under my pillow. It, like, under the co- And we had to come down from that. We had to come down from that. <laughs> and immediately record an intro full of <laughs> adrenaline and just, like, our brain settling. 
Because it was so scary. I was like, where is my child? Where could he be? And then, of course, my immediate reaction, too, is like to Andy, where I'm like, well, what happened? Like, what do we do next if we cannot find him? And then it's like, what, search the neighborhood, start paper? And I go, well, that's that's the next 24 hours, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, I was immediately just kind of going off into that. And so it was like, calming down from all these plans I then had. I was like, how would we even locate him? And this does remind me that perhaps we should microchip the children. Because <laughs> the boys aren't microchipped. Because they never leave. And I know, don't come in my mentions, I understand. But because they've never been out in the world. But well... I'll say this, though. They do not want to be microchipped. I, I've never told you this, but mm. both Squee and Pram are QAnon. Mm. And they're scared. They're both anti-vaxxers, even though we get them vaccinated. Yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. very angry about it. They hate it. Because they, they think we're tracking them with this stuff. So right. to actually track them with a microchip, Naomi, they might be really... I mean, didn't you ever... I'm the one who really cleans the litter box. So you may <laughs> have not seen this, but they like to spell out... <laughs> Where we go one, we go all. Wow. They, well, I mean, they, you know. the In urine. Yeah, in urine. Wow. In the litter boxes. They're really, yeah, the storm is coming. I saw them right oh, once in Lord. urine. So it oh is my like. God. Okay, what well, is shit? Neither of them getting raptured. They staying right here on earth then. I didn't realize that. Okay, well, he ain't never raptured. <laughs> you guys, we have a special episode for you today. Um, it's the holiday season, which is a time for hopefully resting reflecting relaxing and andy and i thought we might do that as a household by perhaps you know not not running around in a frenzy to get all these interviews and booking and trying to have people we just said what if we did a little something different what if we also gave a little gift a little gift to our free feed listeners what if we dropped a page what if we dropped a page (laughs) you're really going all in on the ask rana vocabulary oh is that is that proprietary Yes, she has. Yeah, she calls it the free feed DM. Oh, oh, I did not realize it was. I'm just just kidding. No, I know. But I was going to say like the main feed or like the main line. Anyway, so today we thought we would drop a holiday themed episode that we recorded in July because there's nothing like Christmas in July except for Christmas in December. Mm -hmm. So we have a wonderful episode we recorded with the one, the only, the host of I Said No Gifts himself, Bridger Weiniger. And I mean, I don't even want to give like just listen to it. You know, we talk about one of the greatest songs of, of our time. And of the last hundred means. years. Of at the least. last hundred years at least. You know, and, and sort of what does that mean? You know, what is it saying? What you know, it's a cultural touchstone, it's a cultural moment. Let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most of our Patreon episodes are just Naomi and me talking. Is that grammar correct? Naomi and me? Yes, I think so just talking getting into it but there was something that we and we'll talk about it in this episode there was a piece of pop culture that came into our consciousnesses at the exact right time right right from bridger you know he's the reason which is why we had to bring him on i said and it's your fault it gripped us so completely that we had to have someone on and you know what without any further ado naomi i think we have to say roll Roll it. it Okay, we are coming to you with a brand new Patreon, okay? Something different. Our very first guest. Our first Patreon guest. What an honor. (laughs) I was going to say, do you feel like it's an honor? Absolutely. Anytime I'm on this podcast and the subject today, I mean, everything about this feels like I'm on a throne. (laughs) Yes, because today we're celebrating Christmas in July. (laughs) That's what we're doing now. Yes, let's tell the story. The, 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 The torrid tale of how... 
our subject of today's episode came into our lives. <laughs> and became my obsession. Because uh, <laughs> if, if everyone remembers the dark day of July 4th, dark for so many reasons. I don't know why I was so depressed. Uh, oh. But I was very depressed on July 4th. <laughs> Every year. We went I bought them out. I absolutely bought them out on the 4th of July. No question. Really? Yeah. I'm not kidding. This is like a, I've now kind of diagnosed it as the day that I will feel my absolute worst. Huh. And then it'll be uphill from there. But I know, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. holiday, just uh, even on like a functional level, objectively, not a fun holiday. Right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's all the other baggage. Yes. And it's the middle of the year. Yes. There's so many horrible things about it. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, not only, you know, of course, this year in particular, last year in particular, 2020 in particular, you know, uh, America's sad. But there's something in general that is very sad to me about July 4th because it is such a, again, like, the way we celebrate it, like, everything is the color of the flag. <laughs> and it's just like red, white, and blue. I, just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's just garish. It, is that where <laughs> I think so. I think it's just very tacky. Oh, yes. do you know what? It's so to tacky. Me, the fireworks are like the smile of a brittle housewife <laughs> who is married to like some toxic dude. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of like plastered on smile, like everything's fine. Honey, let's barbecue. Yes. You like to barbecue? <laughs> Look, I brought the meat for you to season, hubby. Like that kind of like that yeah. and that's the smile and the like the like eyes wide open. Like the eyes open like clockwork orange, but minus the little things holding them open. Yes. No one is sense. blinking on the fourth of July. Yes. Exactly. Dry eyes. Yes. Exactly. The fireworks are that to me, are that smile, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so on this darkest of days, we're si- we're sitting there, you know, I'm on Instagram. I oh literally I'll go close it and then just open it again. And I'm scrolling <laughs> through stories, and I love a bridger story. You know, they're simple. Mm. He's not give, he's not doing too much, but something that always tickles me is just it'll just be a line from the cover of a trashy tabloid. <laughs> yes. Just a single, just uh-huh. a w- line, no context, <laughs> no further information. <laughs> and so th- this go round, Bridger gives us, I mean, what is, what is a story? 15 seconds max? Mm. I mean, and this was even less, probably five, five to seven seconds. Mm-hmm. And it was just a... It was two young white women (laughs) singing a slow, seemingly dramatic song. The lyric was, let's hear it one more time for Mrs. Claus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I believe I immediately wrote you and said, who are these weirdos? (laughs) (laughs) And little did you know that I just, I basically have a a master's degree in this family. (laughs) Well, yes. I have been okay. following and tracking this group of people for at least at least a year and a half. No, no, probably since right before the pandemic. They became kind of my area of research. Interesting. Okay, I want to play very quickly the this just this line, just this just one line. The line that we're we're going to get we're, we're going to get into the full thing, yeah. listeners. There will be there will be a larger context given to you. But now mm. I just want to give you a um, an amuse bouche. Yes, yes, a, yes. A taste, yes. All right. So I'm going to play this little bit. This just this, this tidbit right now. That changed everything for us. That changed everything <laughs> for us. Let's hear it one more time for Mrs. Claus. Okay. okay. 
Okay. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you hear what we're talking about? We so we were walking <laughs> Mabel. Uh, we were trying to tire her out before the fireworks in hopes that she wouldn't bark her head off. It didn't mm. work. Did not work. It we did not work. Her, we gave her CBD chews. Did not work. Oh, what a shame. I don't buy into the CBD stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not some reefer addict at all. <laughs> but uh. uh but I know that people smoke and they're they're having fun. They're having a fun time. They're listening to 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 uh, what? government mule or <laughs> whatever. Okay, I get it. I understand. You know, people want to eat Doritos and and uh, listen to the string cheese incident. Okay. However, <laughs> this derivative CBD. Yeah. What a scam! It's doing nothing. What a scam! Spent thirty bucks on a tin of shoes. That dog just ate it like it was nothing. Well, it's because she's had street drugs. <laughs> that is true. 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 She did are... eat an edible off the street. Yeah, nothing will ever be that feeling for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to be chasing that for the rest yes. of her life. It's ruined her. <laughs> yeah, we should get Mabel into a, a, a uh, what's what? 12 times 12 4? <laughs> what's 12 times 4? 48 step. 48 <laughs> step program. Okay, because she's 4, four feet. <laughs> yep, I get it. Now, Bridger. <laughs> so, but as we walked her, all I could do. Well, literally me, to, to the point. Okay, you want to. Well, because here's the thing. I listened to it. I began to text you. You sent me links to the original Instagram accounts of the singers. Right. All right. These are two young white women, both named Tiffany. So you already know it's going to pop off. Okay. They're not a duo. They just came together. This is a collab. A collab. And the Tiffany's. So I was like already just like into it. And then when I was walking, I was like, Andy, you got to hear this. This is so funny. <laughs> and so I just play him that clip. Thinking he might chuckle, or actually, I'm more, I really expect him to go, uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when I'm tickled by things, he's like, less tickled? Well, what happened is that, Andrew? All I could do the rest of that walk, walking <laughs> Mabel, was just sing, let's hear it one more time for Mrs. Claus. <laughs> he couldn't stop. And that is not stop. When I sent an you a earworm. voice note, what an earworm. <laughs> I sent you a voice note, Bridger. It, it is. It, it encapsulates, I think, so much of what's awful about our country <laughs> in one line. Just the like. Yes, because because Mrs. Claus had not been heard of before, and these women are empowering a woman. You you are afraid. Just admit it. Honestly, honestly, you got. Look, I I don't. I try to fight against it. This is not my toxic masculinity. This is culture's mas- toxic this masculinity. Santa Claus's toxic masculinity. This is Santa Claus's toxic masculinity. That is the, the blood red the of his suit, the gremlins, the Phoebe Cates gremlin speech of it all that uh-huh. has gone in me. Uh-huh. Can I ask Bridger how this all came to be, though? Uh, yeah, yes. But just like one one more. But like literally like the, the kind of like as we'll get into the kind of like the desire for celebrity, the kind of like um, um, America. What, what's the uh not America's Got Talent, the other one. The American Idol. Of it all. Of just okay. like the desire to just sing without there being any kind of like creative <laughs> spark behind that. Well, all of this is encapsulated in this. So yes, Naomi, Bridger, please. How did you how did you come to find this song? My this God. Song. I mean, what a complex and but yet simple journey. Well, first of all, the focus of our discussion here, I think, really, is Tiffany Houghton. The, yes. Yes. Uh Tiffany Houghton. Is and I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. I've I've obviously introduced her and her family to a lot of people, and uh, certain friends have become even more dedicated. And sometimes I'll bring it up and feel like I'm mispronouncing the last name, but I'm yeah. pretty sure 
Houghton. Uh, Houghton, okay, because I, I, in my head, I said Houghton, but again, like these, oh. you know, you are a little more connected to this community. <laughs> I said Houghton. <laughs> okay, Houghton. Houghton. And, and they I would are... frequently say Houghton. <laughs> <laughs> she is the blonde one of the duo, you guys, when you eventually go to look up of the, this Of the video. two Tiffany's, yes. Because you will. Yes. So I'll post can... this on the Patreon Yeah, page. we'll post You it. must, otherwise your listeners are absolutely being robbed. <laughs> uh, so Tiffany Houghton, has a mother named Jen Houghton who runs a, a an Instagram called Turtle Creek Lane. My sister, I was raised Mormon. My family, my parents are still practicing Mormons. My sister lives in Utah. And I think pre-pandemic just kind of innocently sent me, a. she's like, have you ever heard of this lady, Turtle Creek Lane? Because it had been suggested to her because she's obviously friends with other people in Utah and the algorithm finds you and says, here's Mm -hmm. a blonde Mormon woman for you to look at. (laughs) Um, And my sister was a little tickled by it, but it was just, you know, kind of a passing whimsy. Mm -hmm. Little did she, it's kind of, I mean, it's basically what's happened here. She sent it to me and I became immediately obsessed with what was going on. Absolutely. Uh, Jen, the matriarch of the family has, (laughs) uh, Mormons are kind of famous for having uh, you know, teeth, smiley, smiley yeah. teeth. Big teeth <laughs> forward. Yeah. Sorry, teeth hold on. forward. Hold on. I'm Absolutely. sorry. I'm sorry. Can we just, Mormons are, are famous for having teeth is what you said, right? Did I catch that correctly? Is that the, did I get that? I, I mean, and yes, you did catch that correctly. And I believe that's because there's probably a dentist for every uh, quarter mile in Utah. That's kind of the, <laughs> the profession that you go into as a Mormon man, essentially, huh. because it's, you know, it makes decent money. It's not quite, I don't want to throw anything on dentists, but I think it's a little bit easier than medical school. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say it's less, less options for sexuality. <laughs> oh, interesting. Probably. Because you're not but touching heaven, anything. You know what I mean? Like you're not right. engaging with genitalia or private areas. Right. Wow, you're just kind of gorgeously. Freaks. I have kink shaming teeth. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Jen has these glowing teeth. <laughs> they live in Dallas and what she's became, become famous for is decorating her home in the most garish, tacky <laughs> way possible. I mean, they, and I also, I also want to just back this up slightly. I knew Mormons like this growing up okay. who were uh, truly kind of like Mormon moms, were very fun to be around uh-huh. because look. Their yeah. entire life is sunshine. So I imagine if I ever found myself in this woman's orbit, I'd be like, I'm having the time of my life. Right, right, right. <laughs> she has cool mom energy. She has cool right, mom energy. Right. But, and this, I'm still a little unclear on. I should look into it a little bit more. But her husband, Steve, has, as far as I know, hundreds of millions of dollars from some sort of bankery or what have See, you. See, this is how the music video came to be. Continue. I mean, right. <laughs> this family has truly endless resources, which are just on display at all times with Jen decorating for every single holiday. She has, of course, a Christmas tree, which becomes a Valentine's tree. She decorates <laughs> for Easter, the 4th of July. There's no, yeah. she had, finds an excuse for everything. Uh-huh. So she's very big on Instagram. My obsession with her kind of melded into the rest of the family. And Tiffany is kind of, the second banana. Okay. Tiffany is the daughter mm-hmm. and is also similarly blonde and toothy. Tooth uh, forward. Teeth, yes. She's a teeth forward. Person. Is she a failed daughter? Like, is the mom really the one who's like the star and she's like, she, and she's brought Tiffany, her daughter along for the ride? Well, this is, a, so this is where it kind of, well, let's not say kind of gets interesting. This is where it gets extremely interesting. <laughs> Apparently, 
Tiffany was the one that was first on Instagram and was yes. trying to become famous or whatever, become a pop star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mom, and I've heard, because I've been, you know, fairly public with my love for this family and people have reached out discreetly that have known the family or Ooh. whatever and have given me a little bit of the lowdown. Apparently, Jan, the mom, was encouraged to get an Instagram and then absolutely eclipse Tiffany in a way that must be Wow. Yes. Right. Wow. Mom shows up at the party and all of your friends want to talk to mom. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, But Tiffany, to her credit, continues to try every career path that the family can afford, which includes a pop career. Right. Uh, Most recently, she hosted an Instagram... (laughs) An Instagram exclusive <laughs> dating show called The Love Code, which what? I continue to be baffled by and can, almost cannot explain what was happening. Because Wait, can you try? Hold on. Can you try to explain? Yeah, because what's an Instagram exclusive show? <laughs> well, it's a show that no one else wanted to air. Um, <laughs> but it was basically, there were episodes of the show. And it was basically, they the premise was they formed an algorithm, their own uh, bespoke algorithm that the Houghtons have come up with that matches people with their soulmate. So they were using this mysterious algorithm to match up uh, what appeared to be young Mormons who uh, they were probably like 20 uh, matching them with their soulmates. And then they had to guess who their soulmate was over the course of this reality show. But when you watch the reality show, each episode was kind of cut like a trailer. So it was like there were never really moments where you're like, I know what's happening. Uh-huh. It was just it like was, a next time on on Mad Exactly. Yes. Like, yes. like one, like Doors everyone closing. says one word. Yeah. Exactly. So um, what, wait, can I ask, was this like a celestial algorithm? Was this like, did someone like <laughs> stand up and be like, I have a prophecy and then that's the, that is the match or like, do they really, did they have like hire some tech weirdo to like write some code? See, that's again, a part of the mystery of the love code. They never, <laughs> and I believe, and I can't say for sure that I've seen every episode because it's impossible to tell. I believe <laughs> I've seen every episode. But there was never any explanation of who developed the code, where the code came from, what the code actually did. Uh, My assumption is that like a 10-question survey was filled out by each Mm -hmm. person, Uh and then Tiffany probably just picked uh, who was who. She she picked who would look cute together. Like she would take their pictures and put them next to each other. She was like, you guys be cute. (laughs) But uh, I will say that, especially there was one episode of the show – which is the best piece of video I have seen all year. Truly, wow. I was howling watching this. I've watched it over and over. There are so many layers to it. I don't want to speak to what anyone's going through on this dating show, but I will say there's there are some things where you're like, oh, some of these people are probably not going... Some of these people, some of these men and women should maybe figure themselves out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tiffany, meanwhile, was hosting the show in kind of a bachelor way, which kind okay. of in their new, I believe, and this is all just from me guessing, I, they bought like a $10 million home in Deer Valley, Utah last year, which was a big thing on Jen's page. Uh, yeah. And it appears the purchase so far was so they could film the love code. Okay, so oh, well, hello. You write it off. So then. they just had you write ten, it off. Just ten million dollars. <laughs> that's a ten million dollar write off. Ten million right there. dollars. To, that's to, probably true. 
That's why they did it. See, I've learned how rich people do. And that's smart. <laughs> you say this is my studio. The same thing they did for this song, which which we will get into, obviously, in great detail, called Mrs. Claus. You know, if you just film something in your house, well, now the house is work. That you know? is so, I mean, of course, that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, there's no other explanation. Right. I mean, they obviously have endless money, but that they have endless money because they've been probably dodging taxes for years. Absolutely. Now, wait, I, I have to ask this. Now, I know about there's there's a prosperity gospel in sure. general in Christianity, but like it's specifically in Mormonism. How do you like? Is there I, one? How, how do you justify this? Now, <laughs> granted, I'm Jewish, so I don't really know the New Testament in and out. What I've heard of uh, the things <laughs> Jesus has said, uh, usually anti-money, usually, uh, you know, hey, everyone should have everything. Everyone should have food and, and all this kind of stuff, all the kind of things you need to live. Uh, you shouldn't hoard money. I, I remember some parable about kicking over some money lenders <laughs> shit in a temple or something like it that. It goes to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to the mall, goes to Forever 21 and throws the cash register through the front window. It's something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if this is like the, the uh, change. There was a change. Like Joseph Smith in the tablets was just like, uh, no, money's cool. There's going to be a lady <laughs> named Ayn Rand in about 100 years. And you follow uh, her batshit. <laughs> stuff <laughs> i but, do uh, think there was like a shi- there was a shift in mormonism i think in probably the 60s or 70s during i think truly during the cold war where communism became the enemy kind of weird mormons hated communism in a weird way that mm. began to feel political mm. uh and capitalism was kind of the savior sort of thing so i think there was probably a period when mormons were not this focused on money and success and feeling like oh i make money because god loves me Right, but now right, that right. seems to be kind of the mo. Right, right, and so now just for you guys, so Tiffany, you know, as we said, she is blonde, she is teeth first, she has a perfectly <laughs> round face. She says on her bio, you know, she is um she's a newlywed trying for baby number one. Hello, they've got plans, and um you know. I think it's like, yeah, and she has a new house, right? So yeah. she's giving us, this Instagram is giving us Aryan realness, Aryan <laughs> levity, Aryan joy, okay? She and this husband of hers, sure, they look like they could be related. Less so than a lot of white couples, but still. And they are just having a good time. They're in pools, they're walking, they're hugging. <laughs> they're walking. Well, a lot of like walking with a handheld. Do you know, like, we you know, holding hands, being like, look at us in this like scenic moment. <laughs> they're cruising. Yes. Let's not forget they're cruising. They love to cruise. Uh, sorry. Uh, just to uh, specify, what definition of cruising are we, <laughs> are we working? I mean, with? look, I. <laughs> It's a, that's actually an excellent question in this scenario, but uh, at least as far as Instagram goes, they're on cruise ships. Ah, okay. Uh, they've got the travel chat. bug. Okay. Yes, they do. They're young. Obviously, now I know so wealthy, which I did. I just assumed, you know, and she has almost 300,000 followers. You know, she is obviously, it is real. And I guess now we know about Jen. It's momfluencer energy, which mm-hmm. I do think really heavily informs this song, Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Oh, Claus yes. is a real. It's I. I would call it almost like a momfluencer anthem. <laughs> That's Absolutely, what I would call it. a mom with a kind of lazy husband energy. 
Mm. Yep. Yep. A sassy mom, as you said, cool mom, the mm-hmm. drink in the house mom where I can watch you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, th- I mean, this seems like a good time to play the song then. Yep. But Bridger, do you have, are there any other tidbits about this family that you <sighs> think are worth knowing before we plunge the listeners into <laughs> the <abyss>? this dystopian, <laughs> Hieronymus Bosch like hell? I mean, I, I obviously have theories that I actually probably shouldn't say publicly for, uh, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is be in court with the Houghtons. Uh, yeah, yeah sure, they will eat sure. you alive. Yes, yeah, uh, of course. I, I, all I can do is encourage people to go and check out the page and be, be gentle with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. No, observers would never. It's really more yeah, no, of an ob- observation. It is. Thing. It yeah. is. Because you it don't is. want to scare the animal. Right. <laughs> right. Now I have, I have a quite one last question. Do you think that like when you say there's stuff you wouldn't want to say, are we talking about like under the banner of heaven type no. stuff oh my God, that's, I going, wish. that's going <laughs> no. on in the background? Uh, no, uh, I I mean I won't even. We'll talk about that off. Exactly. I mean I will just like, tell the pod, the listener to go there and observe the relationships and yes. the behaviors, and then you know, things will add up quickly. It right. is like it is. I will say it is like their Instagram is a travel show. It is you know for me it's classic inside Caucasia. It is just <laughs> you get to really get into it, and I think you're correct, Bridger. Like they're living. They ain't hurt nobody. I do think I should get a couple million from them. But other Absolutely. than that, let them work. Right. Yes. Treat it like a zoo. Exactly. Treat it like a zoo. Exactly. Don't tap hit the, the glass. glass. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Bridger, you and me on the same Yeah, you are page. not Dear Evan Hansen. No, no tap, tap, tapping on the glass. Okay. Yes. Only waving through, through the window. window. Okay. So now right. here is the now here is the original, original official, okay, Mrs. Claus by Tiffany Houghton. And Tiffany Alvord, all right? And Tiffany Alvord is the brunette, as you'll see. And I think she is the main music maker. But obviously, these are two Mormon gals who know each other. Yeah. They go back. And basically, Tiffany was like, you want to jump on my track, Tiffany? And then Tiffany was like, yes, Tiffany. Yes. Please. You know, it's always uh, when you have exponential Tiffany's, they get stronger. Yes, they do. And you really (laughs) see it here. You see it here. The power of two Tiffs. They combine their their powers. Tiffany to the second power. Wait, are we yes, li- so we are going to listen to the original studio track or the acoustic track? Studio track. Okay, the bump and jam. The bump and okay. Yeah. I will All say right. I worked out to it this morning just as an experiment, <laughs> and it Ed? was incredible. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to play it right Thank now. Thank you. Oh my God! Such teeth. <laughs> Really She's got a New York attitude <laughs> Dressed in red lines of She got mistletoe Glitter and gold everywhere she goes Oh, you think you know her But you don't at all You think you know her But you don't at all Said I might be right in the sleigh Baby, baby, make no mistake
not a saint And she came in with the shade Who you think it is Keeping that man off the naughty list You think you know when But you don't at all You think you know when But you don't at all Santa might be riding the sleigh But baby, baby, make no mistake He might bring more presents You best not forget it This is cause it's leading the way Give it up, give it up Give it up, give it up To the missus Give it up, give it up Give it up, give it up Queen of Christmas You think you know But you don't One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. This might be the 20th wow. time I've listened to this song. <laughs> and my reaction has not changed. <laughs> the glory to God. Okay. The raw sensuality. The, okay. Now. So, wait, can I just say one thing? Yes, Andrew. I did not. I thought the main person was the brunette. So to find out that <laughs> Tiffany Houghton, the daughter of Anne Houghton, is the blonde. Jen Houghton. The things sorry. you're getting wrong right now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Alvord, the brunette, is the main one. She's the right. musician. Right. And I was... Uh, super- well... Well, wait, Tiffany, wait. I will. I'm going to stand up for Tiffany here. I did a little research before the podcast. It appears since about 2012 or 13, she's released probably, she probably has 50 releases. No. Tiffany Alvord. Alvord. Tiffany Houghton, Houghton. Most recently, 2021, put out the album Slumber Party, which features, <laughs> and I just want to make sure this is correct, a song called Candace, What Do You Do? <laughs> what? Who is she talking about? First of all, and what did Candace do? Is it Candace Owens? I went I to listen, Candace Kane. <laughs> I hope it's a Candace Owens. <laughs> you think you know her, but you don't at all. You don't at all. Um, we are not in a habit, I wanted to say, on this show of like making fun of bad culture. But this has become so primal. So, so like in, in It just hits me where I marrow. live. Yes. Because, okay, and as I said, like now that you guys, you know, this is why I called it a momfluencer anthem, you know, because I guess I, what, I'm, what I'm taking issue with is not like, look at these girls singing. It's the narrative of this song. It is what they're choosing to say. Now, I will take you guys through this. Okay, verse one. She's got a New York attitude. Okay, stop. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't mean to, to uh, uh, how did this get made it and just say that, but like what? Like she, it, it seems like such a random, she's got a New York attitude. Was that like yes. Ratso Rizzo? Like I'm walking here. Is that Mrs. Claus? What do you think of Mrs. Claus? Do you think of Ratso Rizzo? Dying on the a bus at the end. Also, so many people use the phrase New York attitude to uh, mean Jewish. It's such code. I, like, I mean, I'll tell you, coming from Utah, a, a Mormon, a white Mormon person saying they're very New York. What are, what are we saying? Exactly. What are we actually saying, <laughs> Tiffany? Exactly. So to say that Mrs. Claus has a New York attitude, again, again, this is the first line. This is the Mrs. Claus they're setting up. All right. But she has a New York attitude. She wears a yarmulke. She, yes. But she's also dressed in red, lights up the room. She's got the mistletoe, glitter and gold everywhere she goes. Oh, now what I'm envisioning is a drag queen. All right. (laughs) Glitter, gold, dressed in red, New York attitude. That's what I'm envisioning, Bridger. Jewish drag queen. I mean, I will say looking at these Instagram accounts, there is kind of a drag energy. There's I mean, these they are primed to for drag. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely can see somebody becoming a a drag performer doing a Tiffany. 
Yes. <laughs> Doing a gen. Yeah. Yes. Because, well, it is interesting because it is. It is very, very made up, very mm -hmm. clip in extensions, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that is what they present to the world. And then maybe like once a year, they do one post where they're crying to be like, <laughs> FYI, I hurt too, you know? <laughs> so, so that. I gotta ask. I don't know enough about drag, but like if there was a Jewish drag queen, yes. what would be like a good name for them? All I can think of is like something with Yentl. <laughs> see that. I know. I can't think of what a Jewish. I'm trying to think of like a you know, um, Womanishevitz. Oh, that's pretty good. That's Off the top of the dome. <laughs> Off the top of the dome. That's you know, great. That's, that's great. all I can think of. You know, maybe something like that. But now here's again. This is again part of this this whole construct of the song. So after that, we get our bridge, right? Which is you think you know her, but you don't at all. You think you know her, but you don't at all. Now, <laughs> this song presupposes that people have a um, that they they've had a conception of Mrs. Claus. This, this whole is time. the very definition of a straw man argument. <laughs> if, if anything, the song should be about how you don't think you know her. Exactly, you know nothing because about we her. don't know about Mrs. Claus. We don't. None of us has assumptions about her. Exactly. Exactly. None of us is so cocky about our knowledge of Mrs. Claus. <laughs> no one. What? Like, what do you think of when you think of Mrs. Claus? You think of like a kindly old woman kind of dressed like Santa Claus. Who they just added to the mix like uh, 50 years ago, too. Like, to right. me, Mrs. Claus is like not part of the original story. Oh, there, no, there's no a recent German. invention. Yeah. No, Chris Kringle isn't shacked up. No. Look, if you make an Audie's presence, you got somewhere to be. You ain't a good husband. <laughs> Chris Kringle has always been single. Chris single. Okay. Kringle single. <laughs> Chris Kringle single eating Pringles. I'm done. I've lost my mind. <laughs> this is what this song does to me. <laughs> what's the other? What's the uh, Connect Ruprecht? That's the that's the bad guy. Does he have a? So in German lore, there's Connect Ruprecht who like hits bad children with a switch. Oh, like a what? Krampus. Yes. Connect, Connect Ru Ruprecht. Yes, is a ger is like the German anti clause. <laughs> is he married? Is there an anti Mrs. Clause? Is there? Is there a Miss, uh, excuse me, is there a Mrs. Connect Ruprecht? <laughs> <laughs> oh is Connect gosh. Ruprecht uh, first and last name, or is that all one thing? Uh, first and last, Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, Connect Ruprecht. So now you're going to go down a rabbit hole of your own. A German <laughs> lore, historical <laughs> folklore. Um, so, you know, so you don't know her, because Santa might be riding the sleigh. Baby, baby, make no mistake. He might bring the presents. You best not forget it. Mrs. Claus is leading the way. And I think here's where we get to the crux of this, which is basically like a girl boss anthem, not just a uh, mom influencer yes. anthem. This right. is a girl boss anthem. <laughs> and right. this is, I also wanted to talk to you a little bit, Bridger, about uh, obviously priesthood keepers. And oh, of course. Our, <laughs> and uh, uh, again, from, I'm, I'm not uh, super familiar with uh, all the different forms of Christianity, but is there not in Mormonism a kind of like a, a woman is there to serve the priesthood keeper? Of course. I mean, this is such a, per I mean, it really is kind of an insane, uh, they've really boiled down what Mormonism is, which is mm -hmm. that the man is obviously getting the attention, but the woman her, she has an important job, but just no one ever pays attention to her. Yes. Uh -huh. And that's how it should be. That's exactly what the song is. And that's yep. pretty much what Mormon culture is, where it's like we're empowering women. We're just asking them not to do anything. 
<laughs> right, exactly. And or to I, take any credit. Uh-huh. But or, right, the things you take credit for, like the way Jen is like, I'm in charge of the home, so I'm going to make it look fabulous. Right. right. It's like taking it to that, to the 10th power right. of homemaker. Like homemaker to the other. It's like all your kids grown. You can relax. I'm making won't. sure my hub, husband is comfortable so he can make the decisions. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mortifying. Right. She's someone who's like, I don't handle the finances. You know, if you right. ask her a question, but she does have a credit card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, is that where the garishness comes in? Because um, they only have a, a small domain that's under their control, so they take it to the nth degree. Well, and that's our so shared psychology. Why it's so garish? I, that, I mean, I, I'm throwing out a hypothesis. I'm that feels like that. a very good theory. Yeah. I mean, I won't speak speak for Jen. I of course. Uh, would we can never now. imagine. Could never. But that feels right to me. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got the. I can do this. So I'm right. gonna really go for it. Well, like if they only had a piece of paper, it would not just be like minimalist lines. It would be covered in doodles and color, and color, yeah, and glitter, right. Right. right? Because I will also say this: like poms, you know, the gentler way to think of the phrase "garish" to me is also heavy-handed. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if this is all I can do, as you said, I'm gonna go all out, and you certainly have to do it for every holiday because what else is there to do? What your children the emptiness. are out. The emptiness will settle in. Oh, no. Echoing halls. You need to be surrounded by baubles, tchotchkes, pine needles, okay? Because that's going to muffle. You know, you're not going to get that echo. You're not going to get that echo when the house is full. Oh, it's got Um, so dark. (laughs) Okay. Look. (laughs) <laughs> this is facts. I, what I want to say is also, I can't believe it got this dark and it was just you two that got it there. <laughs> I'm the one who did not suggest that. I know. Well, well, well you lit the fuse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And then our chorus, of course, is give it up, give it up, give it up t- to the misses. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Queen of Christmas. Which makes... Which makes Chris Kringle the king of Christmas. You think you know her, but you don't at all. Uh Let's hear it one more time for Mrs. Claus. Give it up, give it up. She checks your wish list. Give it up, give it up. She wraps your presents. You think you know her, but you don't at all. Let's hear it one more time for Mrs. Claus. Now, you know, this goes back to, again, deciding that, oh, she wraps the presents? Well, what happened to the elves? Full elf erasure. (laughs) <laughs> Elf erasure. Elf erasure. Okay. She checks your whiz list. I have never heard of a naughty or nice list being reviewed by Mrs. Claus. Absolutely not. That's a complete fabrication. Hold on. Maybe it's like, you know how um, Jim Gaffigan and Jeannie Gaffigan both write his stand up? <laughs> yes. So yep. maybe Mrs. Claus, like maybe it's Jeannie Gaffigan in this case. Well, I will say though, this second verse. Also, you know, we've already talked about Elf Erasure, the assumption that we have all been making assumptions about Mrs. Claus. Well, now I think they go into, I think, what would really be called Santa slander, because (laughs) this next one says Saint Nick was not a saint. She came in, whipped him into shape. Now, that to me is 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 so much of like the kind of like toxic culture where it is just like there's this slob yeah she found a horrible man exactly and the the woman comes in and turns the slob into less of a slob Well, because she says who do you think it is keeping that man off the naughty list so now santa wasn't even doing the work of santa so what is it like when it says not a saint is he like what is he a cad about town like what is he is he like Sleeping with the elves? What is he doing? She's <laughs> implying Santa be fucking. Oh. Oh, yeah. At bare minimum. Bare men. Bare I mean, men. The, the imagination runs wild. 
the, he, oh, she's keeping him off the naughty list. Yeah. Right. In which case, why are we even looking to this man to be deciding who's naughty and who's nice? If he's out, he's here out of control. Hanging- Hanging on by a thread. Right. The whole point is that St. Nick is supposed to be morally pure. Absolutely. Not sleeping with Connect Ruprecht's wife. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also what, as you said, though, this like kind of, it, to me, okay, I'll call this, I'll call it toxic femininity. This <laughs> idea that you, you know, uh, you, a woman must be aggressively pure and her purity is supposed to influence everybody in her orbit. She is there to make everyone better. Otherwise, and, it's her fault. Exactly. And, you know, when you see, you know, these are very young women. It's tricky. You know, Tiffany, Tiffany H, blonde Tiffany. It's hard to like I said to Bridger when I first saw her, I was like, I can't tell if she's 13 or 40 because you know how when a white lady got too much makeup on and you just don't know what's up. And when they get real slender and just real. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. But obviously both of these Tiffany's, they're of legal age, but they look very young. And, you know, obviously at least one of them's a wife. And so it's this idea of. We're going to make a Santa anthem about the lady of Christmas, you know, and them trying to like reclaim what it is to be a wife and try to make wifing cool and also right. seasonal. Which is just basically, it sounds like being a wife is a job. Just you're kind of, yes. you're uh, doing chores around the house. Absolutely. That's the empowerment. Well, exactly. Bridget, this might be a little outside of your knowledge base, but I, I didn't know we were going to come here to ask him about Mormonism. Well, I no, I was going to ask him in, in general about like evangelical Christianity. Is that not the like the the man has these urges, uh huh, and it's mm. the woman's job to kind of like to to make sure that uh, he keeps them in check. Right. That does sound that. I mean, from my small knowledge of evangelicalism, uh, that feels right. I mean, I think I mean Mormons have their problems, but then we get into the right, eva- right. born agains and. Well, I mean, that's a whole next level. Uh, that's a whole other. Yeah. Yes. We've entered I, another reality. Did I yes. just buy the book Jesus and John Wayne about the rise of evangelical Christianity in America to try to figure out what is going on? Yes, I did. He wants to get inside. Andy bought this book. I was like, this is not a fun read. No, it's not. It's so thick. And he was like, I've got to figure it out. <laughs> but the, but it goes through like with the promise keepers and and like all of that stuff. And like, right. like. Because think about this, like there's this weird like daddy daughter thing also where like the dad is the like, uh, like the daughter pledges herself to the dad until, until she's yeah. married mm-hmm. and then the dad like hands over the responsibility for his daughter's vagina to the husband. But what's interesting about that to me now, now knowing, as you said, that these people are very rich, because to me, I thought... You know, I think of the momfluencer thing as a way to be basic and wealthy at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. people make this online persona, right? And you get the followers and you get ads and all that kind of stuff. So it's like kind of this sneaky way of being like, I'm going to monetize my perfectionism. Right. Hmm. But really, this is just like a side little hustle. They're like, Daddy, can we make a video? Full on hobby. They absolutely do not need the money. Yet they, I mean, constantly partnering with Walmart. The looks uh-huh. that this family's getting from Walmart. Like, uh-huh. You know that they're taking those things off as soon as the phone is <laughs> off. Jen is advertising a dress from Walmart once a week. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but what do you think she's really wearing, though? Do you think she's not giving us down-home brands? Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, this family has hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, Walmart clothes, those are pretty scratchy. <laughs> I know. 
But in America, that doesn't mean like the kind of like nouveau riche revolution doesn't mean that you just because you have hundreds of millions of dollars, you have like fine taste. Well, absolutely. And this is an excellent example of that. You look at that. You're like, there's zero taste happening. Right. Right. But you got the money. You're going to the fancy store at the mall. Right. Right. What's the right. Fit? They're not wearing like Hermes. Is that a? That is a brand. That is a brand. That was very good. Very good specific. <laughs> nice poll. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as as far as publicly, you're not seeing a lot, but occasionally, like when they're traveling or whatever, whatever, you'll catch like on their luggage, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, an insignia that's like, oh, that's like a year's salary. Oh, okay, uh, okay, some little bits and yeah, a little something if you know right. what to look for, right. because they do have right. to stay approachable looking. Of course, thing, right? you don't want to alienate. Yeah, you can't. You have to be aspirational. It should feel within reach. Exactly. Despite um, absolutely not being within reach. At that's, all. That's why we're popular, because uh, literally our entire lives are in reach of everyone. That's People do find me <laughs> relatable. I talk about sadness, and then they write me messages. And that is my brand to give to the world. Um, just really quickly, I mean, because obviously there's more bridge, more chorus. You know how each mm-hmm. song's be. However, just really give quickly. Give it up, give it up, give it up. What do you call that? Like the breakdown or the thing in the middle before they do the key change? Yeah, I think the breakdown. Where they said, there was no Santa, there was no Santa. There were no reindeer. No, there were no reindeer. <laughs> No, there were no presents. There were no presents. There was no Christmas. Not before the misses. Okay, so. Oh, and that's the key. Uh, you, and that's good. the key change. There's the key change right there. You can hear it. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, now we're touching on all of it. It's like, wow, okay, there were no reindeer. Like, I thought those were just animals native to, you know, the native North to Pole. the North Pole. You but know, not in the way. Not not flying reindeer not present no no i reindeer. think they mean reindeer period <laughs> you're saying there was that that mrs claus created an entire ecosystem in the north this right. is what i'm saying yeah i mean i i walk away from this song with there initially there's the promise that you're going to really learn about who this person is this three-dimensional character none of us knew before none of or us that knew. we thought we knew but then you <laughs> kind of walk away thinking oh so she's a mean woman who can look at lists and knows where to get reindeer <laughs> that's like that's all you get from this exactly and her but, husband i guess was a s- scumbag <laughs> exactly she, she's a she's basically like the sourcing manager at any company she knows where <laughs> yeah 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 right. she's the office manager of the north pole but it's also but you know what i think what really gets me still and about it where i'm like it does make me defensive because it tells me you think i it tells me i think i know but i don't oh of course and so initially you're on your I'm like, back okay. foot the, the start. <laughs> you're on your back foot the whole time <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what don't I know? And then basically what you're telling me is that she may Santa Santa. Uh, yeah. Uh, Naomi, uh, maybe you should check your privilege. All right. Maybe you don't know about Mrs. Claus. I mean, that is the one thing universally we all know. She didn't make Santa. Exactly. That's the, the, what, the legend has nothing to do with that one element. That one element. This is, okay, let's, let's get a little deep on this because <laughs> if you think about it, Think about like when you don't have power. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I think these the women in these relationships don't have a lot of power outside of like again the household. Like I get to decorate the house the way I want or whatever. Yeah, right? I'm re- again once the children are gone. Like once the house is empty, <laughs> that's where that energy has to go. Uh-huh. Right. And um, when you don't have that, th- they're trying to create the mythos through Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I don't mean to get too Freudian. No, no, no. We have to. You know, I've broken this down. Uh-huh. I've done. I'm dramaturgy. <laughs> so yeah. So I okay. don't. I don't mean to get too Freudian, but really think about this. They are creating this myth of the really all the power is held in Mrs. Claus. Yep. 
there was nothing before. She is the she is the alpha and the omega. There was nothing before her. This legend, right? It's not even yeah. about like I mean. Forget, like, let's put the Christ in Christmas again. Right. Right? There is no Christ in this Christmas. There's only Claus. Right, right. I, like, <laughs> if they had, at, like, yes. even, like, an ounce of, like, of like courage, they would have said there was no Christ before <laughs> this. They would have said that. If they were just like, no, we we really believe this. But because they are, in a sense, trying to empower themselves through this fictional character <laughs> that no one has ever given a shit about. Before. Or, like, or like literally she has never had a background for me to know wrong or right. They're okay. projecting. They are projecting their They've own. created this backstory. Yes. This is Genesis chapter one, verse one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a void. They're formless. And here comes Mrs. Claus. <laughs> um, you know, I just I think it's also, you know, partially bringing you to the Patreon. You know, we want the, our listeners to know because our lives have been changed in this past week uh, by real. this revelation, you know, and to thank you, Bridger. Yeah. You know, because um, you're out I, here. I, I'm spreading a new gospel. Yeah. You're spreading a new gospel. Yeah. You're teaching me about things I didn't know existed like this Tiffany Alvord, brown haired Tiffany, Tiffany A, <laughs> 3.12 million subscribers on YouTube. Oh Never heard God. of the gal. Never. I don't know things. I don't know what's going on, and you're telling me what's going on. Now I'm looking at these people. I can't follow. I don't have them on follow because I can't have them pop up like <laughs> randomly. I have to be prepared. However, right. for three million some odd followers, the views on the video is pretty low. Oh, interesting. Always mm -hmm. a red flag. That's a red flag. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. A little mm -hmm. worried. A little worried. But I will say, you know, this just really, I don't know, just gave me... It just gave me a chuckle. It was like a warm hug. And it just gave me something new to just kind of sink my teeth into. There's so It's a feast, an absolute banquet. It is. It is a true feast for the senses. Um, can you recommend any other people who could bring this level of joy into our lives? I wish. I wouldn't need to be looking for a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, my God. I got ghosted by my psychiatrist yesterday, Bridger. What? By your psychiatrist or your therapist? Therapist. Whatever. She ghosted me. Okay. How, wait, how does that even happen? She don't come to the Zoom. <gasps> oh, and that's then I devastating. Sent an, I sent her an email. I still have not gotten a response. Is she safe? I, I don't mean, if, know. If she's not in the hospital, she needs to refund like months of work that she, I mean, you've paid for. I would I mean, unravel immediately. I'm livid. And now of I'm course. like, okay, well, if I do hear from her, do I even want to keep seeing her? I did think she was good, but now I almost feel like my pride will not let me continue to engage with somebody who didn't have the good sense to cancel, confirm, that's, apologize. These I mean, that's beyond bad therapy. I know. What would have had to happen their job. to her for you to be okay with it? She would have to have literally been struck Ill. Like something where it happened, she just had to go to the hospital. There was no like send my emails, you know what I mean? Like or tell people. Like it would have had to be like swift uh -huh. and sudden. And she is like, she cannot talk or she cannot text. You know what I mean? Like she, you know, Kidnapped. she's gotta be out. She's gotta be laid out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even like, oh, an emergency, I have to go somewhere. Uh-huh. You got a phone. You know what I mean? Like and nowadays you just can pop off a sentence, you know, so sorry, family emergency need to reschedule. You know what I'm saying? And what you still she... haven't heard from her. Yep. Nope. Oh, then that person's in danger. Yeah. What if she helped someone with a broken arm load a sofa into a van? And oh, now great. She's... Now she's been taken. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's she's what... rubbing lotion on her skin. I know. I don't help people with nothing. 
for that very reason. <laughs> if you ever came up to me asking for help, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I back off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever helped anyone just randomly on the street? No, it scares me. I mean, like if someone comes up to me with an with a question, I I just don't know what to do. I mean, even mm-hmm. just saying hello to a neighbor in passing, yes. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how to handle this interaction. <laughs> so if it's a stranger who looks even mildly like I need something, I'm I'm backing up and I'm and I'm just immediately saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you, which is yeah. probably bad. <laughs> uh, but the one or two times that's happened, I'm just uh, I'm I'm small. Yeah. And uh, I feel threatened at all times. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what I, you know, I've, so the times I've helped people in New York twice, sure. separate occasions, like I've helped old ladies cross the street. Mm-hmm. They literally right. asked me, right? And that's a crowded like thoroughfare. There's no one else around. This isn't a bait and switch because I do look. <laughs> but then recently on our block, this guy, he like stopped on his motorcycle and he was like, hey, can you help me? Do you know where the DMV is? Uh. Now, he was in the street. I was on the sidewalk. I ain't coming a step closer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I knew where the DMV was, so it was okay. Like, I was like, I literally just, like, pointed and was like, make a left to this corner. Ah, right. But you ain't coming close to me, honey. We're social distancing, naturally, right. COVID aside. Like, you should not come within six <laughs> yeah, feet of me. You were social distancing in 2015. Exactly. I don't come close. <laughs> I can help you from there. I was, yeah, uh, that feels doable. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the, uh, I was getting gas, this was like, maybe two days ago. And Mabel was in the in the back seat in her little dog seat, uh, and I just left everything the way it was. Like my phone was on the little f- magnetic thing, you know, for like inside, yeah, inside navigating. And this woman pulls up behind me, and she's getting gas. And then she goes, "Excuse me," and I like turn to her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Can you help me?" And I go, "Uh, <laughs> wrong." Uh, I go, uh, "Hold on a second. And I, I'm like in my head, I'm like, "What's the scam? What's the scam?" Of I course. go. And I like I go to the car. I like make sure all the windows are up except Mabel's a little, you know, down a little bit. Uh, I take my phone. I put it in my in my <laughs> in my pocket. I lock the door. <laughs> I lock all the doors. I shut the car. And then I go to her and I go, "Uh, yeah, what do you need help with?" And she had she had like really long fingernails, like you know, like uh, acrylic nails. And her credit card, she couldn't get her credit card <laughs> out. It was oh, I would be mach- honored to help with that. It situation. was in the machine. <laughs> it was in the machine, and she her fingernails were too long. So I like pulled the card about half an inch. <laughs> you then- didn't even take it out. But that's true because you don't want her to think you're trying to steal it. Yeah, I pulled right. half an inch, and she was like, "Thank you." And I, I wordlessly, I did not say a word to her after that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think the secret to asking a stranger for help is not to say, "Can you help me?" It's have your specific request yes. as the thing. So you, the person knows exactly what you need immediately. Yes. Can yes. I help you? It's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't want to commit to something that exactly. ends with you running away with my purse. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's where your therapist is right now is she helps someone pull a credit card out from the machine and now she's in their trunk. <laughs> now she's in their trunk. Um, will you, would you say, though, you know, growing up in a – not isolated. What's the word? Like environment where you're, uh, oh, sheltered. Thank you. That's what I'm using. Growing up in a sheltered environment, do you feel you came out more trusting or less trusting when you kind of went out on your own? Were you like everybody crazy? You, you, that's interesting. If you ask my boyfriend, he would say, I'm so unbelievably naively trusting. (laughs) He's constantly saying, this isn't Utah. This isn't Utah. Uh, but I think, I actually think I'm very balanced as far as trust goes. I 
I feel like I've got a good radar for who to tr- and now watch. I'll probably get stabbed this evening. Or something. <laughs> um, but I, I'm skeptical. Okay. But okay. I want to. I want to see the good. I yes. want to believe that people's intentions are good. Okay. Okay. So okay. So fair enough. You're not. I mean, I could see. I mean, look, I watch a lot of true crime, and as a result. I trust no one. The world is inhabitable, right? Because I've been taking in, and I also think the work my mom did for a living, like she was always seeing the bad side of things. And so I would just, I'm like, oh yeah, shit could go off at any moment um, is how like my natural approach to the world. Well, I mean, it's definitely the safer, I mean, the safer bet. Safer bet, but I think much more, you know, a lot more gastrointestinal stress, a lot more <laughs> sleepless, like, you know, just like my anxiety, just like there's always something to worry about. Well, I mean, I'm worrying about other things all the time. It's not stopping me. Right, 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 right. And that's why you should try CBD, folks. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Classic callback, babe. Okay, someone's doing it. Gorgeous. Someone's doing Gorgeous. <laughs> Whew. Um, I just hope you guys, this is a peek into our brains, listeners. This is what we're doing. This is what this week is. This is how we're marking the first week of July. <laughs> um, and so, you know, obviously we're going to link, we're going to put the video up. We're going to link, you know, feel free to visit the Tiffany's Instagrams. <laughs> All right. And just, you know, engage in a dis- discourse yourself. Uh, Tiffany Albert also has a song called Dear 2020. Oh, mm. you sent that to me this morning, and, you know, the metaphor falls apart almost within seconds. <laughs> uh, it's uh, breathtaking. It is. It's about yes. breaking up with the year 2020, you guys. Huh. And it is perfect. Yes. Do, do your own Freudian analysis of Christofascism <laughs> in, in these videos. And if you're a woman, you're a boss. <laughs> That's what I want you to walk away from this knowing. All right? There'd be nothing with that. Don't let that bearded scumbag (laughs) make you do all this work. All right, you guys. We'll see you in a little bit. (laughs) I'm sorry to... deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.